0: We can talk oh. about Brendan McMullen's batting. That's for sure. I'm not talking about his bowling anymore. Chris Soules bowling. That is that is proper bowling.
1: Matthew Parker good to see you friend All right. you're still are you alive talking about, are you talking about Holly no, uh... Pete was trying to describe his role uh, uh, within halfway up middle he says he is Alison Hammond on this morning
0: don't watch uh, this morning haven't got a clue who Alison Hammond
2: is I mean I don't watch it but I, I think uh, I was sort of just merely laying out the hierarchy here you know
0: is mm. well, Piers he, Morgan did he used to be on this morning? No,
2: no,
1: he was on oh, GB UK or something. Can't remember. Good GMT morning Britain. Good morning Britain. Good I mean, morning. Good morning, was... Britain that's it.
0: Eight. Who's the Who's the older bird that was on Great Morning Good Morning Britain again?
2: <sighs> Blonde hair. She's no oh, dark brown hair. She's a good sort. I, I know she was. She was also on the BBC one before that. Oh, was she? Yes. Yeah. yeah, she's good.
1: Anyway, anyway, anyway. Sorry for being late, boy. Not nah, late and absent for about four episodes. Hoggie, tell the sports hell, fans like, firstly what I you've been up to, and what you think of the current kind of Scotland situation.
0: I've just been working, mate. So nothing to report back from there. Doing very little. Uh, the Scotland situation. I want to go back to what you predicted the Scotland um, situation would be mm-hmm. and what your opinion is currently on the current setup, Liam, how did, how did you think we would go in this <laughs> tournament?
1: Said we'd romp it, with win every game and qualify top. <laughs> What's great about
2: that is that there's a voice note separate from, separate from the uh, actual podcast that's in the... Uh, Halfway up middle WhatsApp exclusive group, which uh shared shared quite explicit views on uh on what well, and I must admit I agreed with you mm. that it could be a complete disaster.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was more, it? All, more all, three,
0: all three games pumped.
1: Hmm. That was the fear, mate, but um it's been anything but um hoggy weekend activities, mate. Were you doing anything cricket-related?
0: I actually made myself available for about five minutes and then uh, realised I should probably um, not play cricket. So I never played cricket. I played golf, actually, with cricketers. How did you uh, go? That was was a good laugh. We won. Me and uh, Craig Cameron beat Greg Peel and Jared Mearing, who's the run machine of the Stratford Union
1: beat him comfortably on the Carnoustie Championship. Carnoustie Champo
2: was
1: mate, that another I knew I knew a, had the ho- another round the hole in one mate? You nearly had the hole
0: in one. Aye, the sixteenth famous hole, Carnoustie, two hundred twenty yard par three, five iron, lipped out, missed the birdie putt as well. Maybe and a four footer down the hill.
1: Is it one that you can see? Could you see it lipping out?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I wasn't. I wasn't just imagining it. It's a long way away, but it was it was up the left, and it I thought it went in. Fucking god, I didn't celebrate. Obviously, didn't celebrate, but um, it would have been it would have been something. It's a famous hole, 16, 17, 18 at Carnoustie. Tough, tough finishing holes.
1: Mm. But uh, how is yeah, uh, really how is the track looking, mate? Because obviously Peeler's got quite a lot to do with it there. How's it looking?
0: Yeah, really good. I'd encourage anyone to go and play Carnoustie.
1: Not rain, too like. burnt? It's rain, like.
0: No, it's because it's been a bit of rain. Good. It's been a bit of rain, so it's, uh, it's good, but what, what do you want to, where do you want to start here? Do you want
1: to go straight? Well, well, I think or? the sports fans will be eager to find out about Pierre, who uh, who unleashed himself back on the Edinburgh cricketing scene at the weekend. Pete, how did you go?
2: <laughs> Unlike hockey who uh, who made himself available for all of five minutes I wish I'd made myself available <laughs> for all of five minutes um yeah I um, wish you got a
0: good you got a good social media picture out of it you and uh,
2: that, uh Benji. me and me and Benjamin uh, that was that was basically the highlight no I mean <laughs> it was nice I, I it was it was a right battle actually I, w- I thought I was going to be available and then and then at one point I did, on Thursday night, I couldn't play, and then I could play. Unfortunately, at Marchmont, they let me in. And it was good. The guys at Watson's didn't seem to mind too much about me buggering off to Marchmont, um, but still sort of helping out there. So that was good. But um, yeah, I went to Pennycook, was very, very confused when I got a text message on the f- Saturday morning telling me I was opening the batting. Um, I think that was more of a kind of like, oh, it's nice. You can bat with your mate, Ben. Um And uh, the highlight was probably getting lost in Pennycook, looking for a Greggs for a coffee and a, a steak slice before the game. Um, and then uh, pitched up at Pennycook, put into bat. Um, we, the first four four overs of the day were all maidens. Um, then ben got, <laughs> ben got eight off the next over I uh, I was I was I looked really, I was very good on the forward defensive, just really felt like I was really seeing it quite well um, <laughs> and then I got this, uh, you, you know when uh, it was so windy, they didn't have the sight screens up and then some old boy walked past the back of the bowler's arm and I kind of stopped and said listen, can you get him out of the way and, then he, and he moved out of the way and then of course I got a nicked off next ball didn't I, so that was the end of that um captain d- did a real power move as well. He asked me h- halfway when we got 110 if I was still able to bowl. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I can bowl as long as I've got the wind and uh down the hill and all the rest of that and he was like, yeah, no bother. So I warmed up to bowl. Um warmed up uh, you know in between in between the the innings. We obviously had openings and, and stuff like that and you know yeah, we we're bowling all right. And I thought, well, this is about the time where I would come on, maybe come on and bowl and get a few wickets here. And then he brought on a part-time leg spinner um, instead of me <laughs> uh, when they needed 25 to win. And what was really odd about that was that we put loads of guys out in the boundary when he still needed six wickets. But I, I mean, what do I know? Um, I, I just stood there, and, and understandably, it was it was it was good to see the guys. But uh, but yeah, I don't think I'll be racing back to play mainly because of my just complete inability to play.
1: Yeah, you have it,
0: sports fans. There you have it. Have you, have you had to look at the scorecard? I'm actually looking at it just now.
1: Mate, I saw it's bits confirmed. and pieces, actually, on Saturday. Um, Pete, did you see there any of an... it, mate?
2: What? Bits I'm, and pieces talking about... in...
1: I'm talking what about you... Pete's scorecard here. <laughs> are Leo, and you going to can we, fucking march, we can't confirm
0: that it is an 18-ball duck for PK Maximczyk. What's your middle name, Pete?
2: That's Constanti. That's my grandfather's name before you start ripping into that.
0: I'm not me, that's a great name I'm yeah. I'm all, I'm here for good nicknames
2: The saddest thing was getting a text message from you at about 11.30 on a Saturday night saying <laughs> can you give me a link to the scorecard yeah. for the <laughs> Pennycut game, it's like fucking hell what's become of you I mean, Matthew Parker I, I didn't realise
0: ESCA live was a thing but tremendous I didn't know SPCU was a live, live was a thing
2: I was oh, disappointed there ago. was no frog box because I could. I'd love to see all eighteen balls oh, again. I, I remember really it was the overseas amateur who was bowling me, and I a third ball in. I just dropped drop the hands nicely on a short one, and I thought, "Fuck! I still can do that. That's quite good, you know." I was like, "Still get my clothes Ch- out the away.
0: hands."
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what. If ben anyone are three for fifteen, well, bold. I'll tell you what. If anyone has made it as far as this through this podcast, they've done they've done incredibly well. I'll tell you what. You must be diehard. Uh, halfway up middle, fans. Oh, no, uh, right, can right, we talk about some proper cricket? Falkland,
0: out, fucking absolute field with trees. No, do you know what? Is it Falkland? And oh, oh my god, you let Richard Adams get twenty six out of forty four balls. I went to you knew him. Fucking okay, hell, can barely walk the length of himself. Never mind, fucking score twenty six runs, man. <laughs> That's unreal.
1: Um, can you hear that? No, mate, what was that? And was that in Pete's game? Yeah, yeah, it's my uh,
0: it's my oh, yeah, he's
2: the my, tall lad,
0: he's the
1: tall Miranda. lad. No, no, you're all good. Yeah, he, um, he's the tall lad, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we've got you, the, we've had you the whole time. I just chose to ignore you. Um, I was at Falkland, lads, and I'll tell you what, for us, the village that it is, the amount of people that they've got involved in that club playing. Officiating, scoring, helping out, volunteering—fair play to them! Like fair play to them. Um, quite a nice little setup there, actually. Obviously, the deck and the grounds a bit hairy, but um, the amount of people they've got involved and what they're what they've what they are driving to achieve is impressive. So, I had a good day there on Saturday. I enjoyed myself, mm-hmm. and you won. The one, the one thing I would ask them to change is the hashtag Carefree. Just change that. Just change that, please. But other than that, they're uh, they're doing great, um, and we did win, Pete. We won- we beat their second team, but that shows how far Falkland have come. Because we would usually give the first team a good game, maybe. I I'm talking three or four seasons ago, and now we're playing their second team. So uh,
2: I've got a really good well. bridge. I've got a really good bridge here from talking about Falkland to talking about Scotland. So I'm just going to say it right now. It's something I mentioned before. The last time I played at Falkland was in two about 2011 and I played for an ESCA sort of select team against Scottish universities. And I was playing with a young Christopher Greaves um, and he was bowling his leg spin and um, he, he got the yips so badly, he couldn't finish the over. He started like bowling these leg spinners where they were like triple bouncing and going wide and stuff like that. Um, so it just shows how far somebody can come in a short period of time. Well, I say short period of time, I mean, we're talking 10, 12 years ago. But And he was a young lad then uh, at Glenrothes. But uh, but yeah, I always remember that. It was. It, it snowed in the morning. And then we played this game of cricket and Chris Greaves couldn't get the ball down the other end. Um, and we lost. So there you go. Greville came in for a bit of uh, bit of jibes in the last
1: pod, but I thought he did very well in that uh... oh the innings against West Indies um, yeah did very well and got Holder as well who's was pretty yeah. much the king wicket at that point in the game and showed that we could basically sh- shut them off from there on in um, we started really? with we started with one of Hoggy's favourite um, tactics Brandon McMullen with a swinging ball keeper standing up Hoggy started well didn't Ben's,
0: we he's fucking bowling well isn't he the boy bowling very well not really, I've not watched it in like live. I've just watched highlights of it, so I don't actually know what these spells are like. I don't know if, if he's getting away with stuff, but well, you could, like, statistically it looks so good.
1: You could put down an A4 sheet of paper and I bet he'd hit it three out of six times in an over. Like He's, he's on the money and the swinging ball and the keeper standing up. It's a tactic they've worked on and it's working a treat. Um, and some... S- some pretty sharp catching as well from us early doors. Pete, did you Thank see you. it from the start?
2: I've, I I watched it from the start. I was up early with the excitement of playing my first league game of the season, um, and uh, and yeah, in between the toilet trips for nerves, I uh, was watching the uh, watching the Scotland watching the Scotland guys go. Do you know what, Brandon McMullen, and I'll tell you something, um, if he doesn't get county contract after this, I'll be absolutely staggered because if he can swing the white ball like this, imagine what he can do with the red ball. I I, mean, I was texting Caleb uh, at RHC and I was like, you guys aren't going to get a look in at this guy again because if a county's watching him, they're thinking this guy can bat and he can bowl at early 70s, swing it here, there and everywhere. This guy should be, yeah, said, that's should a- be, should be picked up by a county.
0: That's enough talking about his bowling. His bowling's fucking brutal. We should be talking about Chris Sowell. Oh,
1: mate, did you talk see that? ball stump cartwheeling. We
0: can talk oh. about
1: Brendan McMullen's
0: batting. That's for sure. I'm not talking about his bowling anymore. Chris soul's bowling.
1: That is, that is proper bowling. That was... Pete. To a T, his plan worked. He's basically forced them back. He's forcing West Indian players back to then full and hit the top of it off. It was uh it was superb to watch. I watched that over and I was uh it's shouting so at the telly. Like <laughs>
0: oh. I, I I just love it when he when they when he beats the batter and see the carry hitting Crossy, proper like charging in. And then when he cleans them up stumps everywhere. That's, that is proper bowling. Like no offence to Brendan Mullin, no offence to all the other seamers, but that's the only reason why I'm watching Scotland bowling is because to see solely bow because that is proper. You, you, you've not seen that in Scotland for a long time, probably since Blaney was like the young, away quick. And I was—I mean, I'm just going on by what people have told me what that was like. But that's proper. He's bowling some
2: serious spells. Hopefully, he's uh, hopefully he stays fit. Yeah, I mean, it was something else, wasn't it? That wicket of Myers was um, pretty oh. spe- pretty spectacular. And he's an absolute enough. talisman. You know, he's like he's got such a good personality about him. I mean, I don't really know, know him that well, but just the way he carries himself, the way, you know, the, the boys get around him is just fantastic. And it's inc- I, I know, you know, you don't want to talk, you called him Ben McMullen just there, I think, or, or whatever, but the point is. No, the McMullen. But you, it's such a foil, isn't it? Seventy mile an hour bowler, and then a guy bowling almost ninety at the other end. Um, it's it's he looks so quick. And I, maybe
0: um, do you know what? Maybe it's helping Soli and getting him so pissed off watching this boy bowl those plodders and getting wickets. that it's firing Soli up to get to bowl faster. Do you know what I mean?
2: Mm. Pete, you probably don't know what I mean. <laughs> I would <was, laughs> so, I mean I I wouldn't know what it fucking feels like to bowl 70 miles an hour let alone fucking 90 so don't... <laughs> but yeah not I mean, home... though
0: and back to Grievo as well I don't know what it is like was it It must have been the Sri Lanka game he was the eighth bowler to come on and got 3 for and it's it's just he's playing his role to a T. he got 5 for against Sri Lanka
2: you
0: got five for or four for it was one of the two, wasn't it? Yeah, he got five for against Oman, or maybe it was Sri Lanka. No,
1: nah, it was four at Sri Lanka and five four for the Sri Lanka. yeah, five for
0: Sorry. Oh, he, My god, he got four against Sri Lanka, that's disgusting. But like, it's, it's, he's, he's that's his role. Do you know what I mean? He isn't trying to bowl, fucking flighted, beautiful looking leg spinners. His role is to gobble up the filth at the bottom. By arguably bowling filth, and it's it's working to a T. So if it keeps working, we've got to just keep going with it. I mean, but that ball, the balls that he's getting um LBW bowled, it's like they're good balls. Like, do you know what I mean? That like yeah. flat googly, that sort of. It's it's almost like a long hop that just like slides on, and that's oh, the one that got Holder off your pot. That's so good. He was mm-hmm. dead.
1: Yeah. And sharp, it's pretty sharp as well. I'd say Like he's a ball out right the front of his hand. I'd say it's sharp.
2: Yeah, for a leggy, it's been, like he's got, got to be, got be nearly sixty. It's clocked <laughs> oh, yeah, over that. Definitely. It was clocked. Yeah, it was cl- clocked over six. It was like 64, 65. I know. I I, I sort of mentioned that old story there at the beginning, but no. I mean, look, I I I'm haven't really impressed. In, you know. He's, he's like legs. he's a leg break googly ball, right? Four, four out of six balls are googly's, aren't they? But uh, but in different Hi. ways. Some of them turn, some of them skid. Um, some of them bounce twice. <laughs> some of them bounce twice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But fair, I mean, it it it's bizarre how balanced the attack looks um, when you've got your leg spinner. You've got Mark Watt, obviously. Mark Watt's economy rate in ODIs before the game on Saturday. Which will now have gone down is four point oh eight. There's no bowler who's who's getting economies like that in in, in international cricket in ODIs. That's wild. I think. Yeah, so good.
0: Yeah, it, it, the West Indian boys obviously were waiting on the twenty five yarder. They kept pulling up. I think it was Holder, especially. He just kept standing there, like just wish one of them had bowled him. So he knows what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? He's like he's facing he's facing up. Watching
1: them, <laughs> but across I sorry, say across man. the board that day, uh, the bowling was fantastic. That was a bowling unit that day because it, it kind of went through really good start and then period of West Indies kind of consolidating a bit like what Ireland Aye. did with Camphor and Dockrell, but it didn't happen this time because the bowling was so good and it's probably bowling changes were actually quite good as well. We kind of introduced new bowlers at important times. Um, Another uh, shout out as well, Safian as well, who's bowled one for 16 of six overs, um, Conmary at 2.6. He, is- he, that was the be-
2: the best he's bowled. And I know that we've mentioned this in earlier pods, but this this competition, regardless of the outcome, has been the making of certain people and it's been the making of Richie Barrington's captaincy. Because up until now, people, you know, there was a lot of debate about is he making the right calls on Bowling choices and his—is it affecting his batting and all the rest of that? The decision making in that West Indies game, and indeed when we bowled out of Sri Lanka and before that, it's been it's been excellent every single time. Bringing on, consulting with the bowler, making good field changes, bringing on certain bowlers at certain times—it's been so yeah. impressive.
1: Yep. and then the chase. So we're playing the West Indies. We're chasing 180, thinking, "Oh, this could be tricky," and we've made it look. Absolute walk in the park stuff, wasn't it? Like, it just, I just kept following it and they just kept on top of the run rate, wickets in hand, are settled at the crease, never really looked in any danger. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I've
0: just seen highlights. Keep seeing that one highlight of McMullen's six down the ground.
1: Must admit, mate, didn't it's see not- an awful lot of the batting to be fair, but I, I had it on
2: when I could. <laughs> Tried last night to watch as much of the batting as you could get online, you know, um, because obviously it was playing cricket. Um, I was in Tesco's and Cup when McBride was out, I remember, and I was like, here we go again, first ball, it'll be, a, this could be really ropey. And then after that, and do you know what I love? I love something that somebody like Matthew Cross going everybody's doubting me as an opening batsman and yeah i've had a uh, few failures but it's a credit to the man and it's an absolute it doesn't surprise me the kind of mentality that bloke's got of just you know what F, fuck you basically it's like yeah. uh, i'm go- i'm gonna do it and he's gone and you know i know the west indies aren't the team they were but at the end of the day that's a bowling attack that has troubled international top international teams um and and he's built a really good innings the sort of innings that you do actually see him do at, at club level um just just and and you know just hold things together and uh and just accumulate basically um especially you know with mcmullen next term as well so yeah it's just solid as anything you know i've not seen any i don't think there was i think mcmullen was dropped wasn't he a couple of times was he but um but in in general, it's pretty steady, isn't it? And it's 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 you know huge confidence boost going into the next few games.
1: Yep, yeah. I'd say as well. You need to remember, like that was all our, all our bust for West Indies, and they had to win that game. Mm-hmm. I, know their, I know their approach and mentality sometimes is, probably doesn't really mean much to them. Do you know what I mean? All our bust, but they needed to beat Scotland there, and the fact that we're not like totally blown away by Scotland beating the West Indies by seven wickets just shows kind of what kind of forum Scotland are in just now. The commentators were...
0: The bits and pieces that I listened to, the commentators, always spoke about was the West Indies. It was like, these teams on paper, they're evenly matched. Maybe you could say the West Indies are slightly stronger because they play more cricket against the bigger teams, but, like... Scotland are showing that they've got a lot of good players and the more they play these ODIs like these different series not just county games or club stuff they're getting actual games meaningful tournaments they're getting better and better and the, the commentators were so, not biased towards the West Indies but like oh this is such a shock it's like it's not such a shock
2: there was a shock 20 years ago not now yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is is that I think the broadcaster's always broadcast to uh, the kind of you know transient cricket supporter who's just like, oh, the West Indies are good. Oh, this is a tragedy for the West Indies. But it's a bit yeah. like, you know, there's been plenty of example, and, and it's foolish to have a 10-team World Cup when you've got so many emerging nations. That's a different story for a different day. But, you know, there was a time when Hungary were the best football team in the world, and they're not anymore, know. you know what I mean? There was a time when uruguay won three fucking world cups but they don't anymore and i i don't think this is i think the west indies could come again and be successful but i think it's a you know i think at the end of the day the story the better story is the fact that it's great to see emerging countries it's great to see that you've got scotland and holland and zimbabwe fighting now for one place for a world cup that's wonderful to see, is it not yeah absolutely Brings us nicely on to
1: Zimbabwe, who we've played quite a bit of cricket with over the last few years. Um wonder if they'll still remember the crystal catch at Grange. Remember that one? That 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 uh, kind of caused a bit of issues back in the day, didn't it? What was that one?
2: I was I was right next to that. I was right next to that. It was a Mark Watts catch, but it was a dive. It was a flicked dive. Is that what you're oh no, you're talking about the one on the boundary, aren't you? Yeah, uh, Liam. That the, no, that yeah, that was Pakistan game. The, was that um, nice? That was no, the the, the, the Chris Soul catch on the boundary. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's the one with the foot on the rope. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Or was it Tom Soul or was it
1: Chris? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Chris. And it, so, what are you saying? You are saying he cheated? No, I'm saying he took the catch cleanly. However, in the in the footage, obviously it was like from a tinny camera, like on the top of the stand at Rayburn, so it wasn't really the best. But it looked like his foot was either on his tiptoes like arched or uh-huh. if it's flat it's on the rope but obviously the way you'd kind of if you uh-huh. can imagine leaning backwards taking a yeah. catch you are on your kind of you are on your tiptoes for that reason and he maintains it was clean all good but yeah it was uh, it was—it swung a game and we won the ODI against Zimbabwe that day but there was there was a little bit of needle I reckon I think Wally got 50 that game yeah, I think it was it was a good win anyway. I remember the late great Condalang was bowling in that one. I think that might have been off his bowling actually.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. But um, so yeah, it brings so us on nicely. It? This is this is a, this is winner boss, isn't it, lads? This is it basically. This is this. Is,
2: if we beat Zimbabwe, then we're nearly there. If we beat Zimbabwe, I've been doing a bit of maths on it. If we beat Zimbabwe. <laughs> Depending on how much Holland beat, or otherwise, Amman, there's a possibility we can play Holland. And actually, as long as we lose a close one, we might still go through. Ideally, you want to beat them. The thing is, the Dutch might not have anything to play for, or have to go crazy to get a run rate up to to get through as well. So... It's, it's all hinging on this and, and it, it, it I think it massively helps the fact that the Zimbabweans have lost today by a convincing fashion because it's... I know, it, it, You know, it, it, it's always good to be playing a team off the back of a, a heavy defeat because their heads might be down. Yes, they'll be galvanised off the crowd, but another benefit is the fact we're playing them on a Tuesday rather than on a weekend when there'll be a packed house on the weekend, which there was when they beat the West Indies. There was a packed house at Bulawayo today, or it's looked pretty full, I don't think they'll quite have that same volume, I'm sure, I don't know. Um, So so it's it's looking, you know, as best as it can do ahead of the game, you know, but, but, geez, the the Zimbabweans have got Sikadaraza, they've got Williams, they've got Burl, they've got Irvine, you know, it's not going to be easy at all. No. Hoggy, did you
1: ever play Zimbabwe back in the day, mate? No, I never played them. Not one. You ever played down that way?
0: I was, I was supposed to go to Zimbabwe, but they, uh, for an I-Cup game, believe it or not. And there was some sort of troubles there. So they they got whitewashed, or the game got cancelled, and we got the points, and then got until the final. But no, I never played them. But they're a good team. And uh, I like Raza. He goes out and sends it proper player obviously got links to Scotland but and Williams they've got they've got a really like experienced batting lineup. they're all 36 37 I think Scotland could probably I know they're in a transitional period just now but I don't think they I uh, don't think they really need to let go of as many players as they do Um, but yeah tough game and as you say it is a it is a, it is a final we have played in is it tomorrow? A Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, that's if it goes to run rate, typical Scotland. Magnificent failure will lose by point one of a run or something like that if we beat them and then lose to the Dutch or something like that. But yeah, what an effort it would be if we went all three super six games.
1: <laughs> Incredible, mate.
0: I was thinking, that, um, just earlier there when you were talking about McMullen like these tournaments you get like player of the tournaments and I know this is like dreaming just now but say so Scotland do win all, all three games I oh, do no, yeah all three games in here I wonder if uh, who would get player of the tournament out of the Scotland team just now they would have to give it to McMullen surely because he's hit, he's made a hundred he's made a fifty he's taken hundreds of wickets I, I think Soul is the boy for me, like just just the way the way he takes a game on. But only yeah. to watch.
1: Yeah, you would you would pick him as a bowler for sure, wouldn't you? But um going back to Zimbabwe, I was doing a little bit of uh Ronan Alexander rubbing off on me a little bit. I was doing a bit of research.
2: So Sean boys, Williams
1: yeah. is averaging a hundred plus, under an eight in this tournament. He scored 588 runs. Sikandar Raza is averaging 75. He scored 291. And get this for some stats. Out of the whole tournament, the leading six hitter has 15. And these two are joint second with 13. So they've got 13 sixes each in this tournament. So... Yeah, you're right about good. sending it, uh, Hoggy. The boy, uh, the boy can hit the bar.
2: I actually, I really, I think Raz is a good bowler as well. He bowls that stuff out the front of the hand. He bowls that kind of weird spin. Um, a bit like that spinner for Sri Lanka who got a few wickets against us and got a few wickets against Zimbabwe today. Hassaranga. Um, not Hassaranga, he's the, the leg spinner. It's the other spinner. Aye. Um, Aye. His Aye. name escapes me and the other thing i think that blessing Missouri, blessing the fast tall fast bowler could be pretty handy as well i know Zimbabwe's babwes that they they they're their they're, they're, they're obvious their focal point is getting big runs in that big that chunk with their, their three lads who are well over 35 um but yeah i think their bowling can't be um can't be underestimated either um but yeah, let's you know, Williams and Raza both got going today and did and, and blew blew up. You know, Williams was actually dropped dropped before he was eventually caught. Um he's a good player of spin by the looks of it. Um so let's just hope Mark Watts on absolute fire and, and Chris Greaves in particular, because I wouldn't be surprised if Scotland go with the same team again on Tuesday as they did today.
1: Massive toss to win, isn't it? Huge toss to win.
2: Yeah, it's back in Bulawayo, so you'd think so, wouldn't it? Because Bulawayo seems to swing a bit more early on. Mm. Um, yeah, so that would be good. Um, absolutely. Predictions? William, Scotland
1: in a low-scoring <laughs> affair. There you go. What's
2: your... what, what about you, Hoggy? No, nah, I think we'll lose. <laughs> to be honest. I said yeah. I think I think I thought um a few a few days ago I was sort of thinking, well, I think Zimbabwe are 70 30 likely to win. I think it's very 50 50 now. I think Scotland are gonna win. I think Mark Watts gonna get a Pfeiffer. And I think um and I think that Richie Barrington will get runs. Oh. That's my guess. Well, that's
0: again. It's two, yeah, two sort of even teams, but I just think the home team back the home team. So I think uh, we might struggle, but we'll see. So Zimbabwe have to play
1: who after us? That's this awesome. is their last game. This is
0: their last game. Ah, okay, so they win, they they're through. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the pressure might get to them. Like the West Indies, eh? Don't like playing Scotland in must-win games.
1: Still think we'll lose. Liam? I'm saying Scotland, mate. Scotland in a low-scoring affair. Yep, wickets everywhere. But um, we'll just quickly touch on this before we go, lads, because what was going on at Lords today (laughs) that was some outrageous cricket?
2: Oh, wow. I mean... All I, I I you know it's obviously the besto incidents blown up Twitter. Um Stokes was incredible. At the end of the day, right? You know, by the letter of the law, Johnny Besto's out stumped or whatever it is. But this we've got to get this somebody's got to get to grips with cricket for a bit of a split second. Because if we start the spirit of the game is such that that ball, yes, it's out, but come on, if you're gonna buy wickets like that through technicalities and unskilled like cheeky shit like that like man cadding where's the game going you know and and i um i think we just need to it needs to be managed a bit better i understand the members getting a bit angry to be honest you the mcc 100%. custodians of the game um i understand them getting angry because i think the australians it that phrase it's just not cricket right okay you can say that's some sort of big Colonial phrase that maybe is, is from a different era, but actually, do you know what? I quite like the principle of it's just not cricket, and that wasn't cricket at the end of the day. That that to, to go and you know stump a guy like that, at the end of the day, it's not you've not done it through anything, any skill. You can say, Yeah, Johnny Best they switched off, but he's marked his guard. The ball's gone, he's ducked under a bounce, so he's not come charging at it. The ball's not gone out into the field, and he's just gone and packed the piece that has gone to the keeper nonsense in my opinion
1: yeah I agree Pete Liam yeah 100% uh, it's the last ball of the over the ball's through the, the keeper the umpire's looking around to the bowler clipping the uh, his cap the other umpire I've not seen it but you'd just like to think that they'd get a hold of them and say like the ball's dead the ball's yeah. dead it's well, the end of the, the other over
0: Yeah, the other umpire obviously wasn't watching because he had to refer it and he was out by a metre. So if he was watching, he would just give it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. the ball's dead. And they keep going about, oh, Kerry did it all in one motion. whoop he doo Do you know what I mean? It doesn't It doesn't matter. Like, it's they're quite right to be booing the Aussies. Cummins needed to strap on a set and realise that's not on and you can't do that because that sets a level where I don't think England will do it because I think Stokes and McCullum are, I don't think they'd don't think they'd stoop to that level but they'd be quite right to mancad Smith first first innings of the next test match do you know what I mean? Mm. They'd be quite right to mancad Carey and say that's it and Johnny Bairstow every last ball of every over from now on just throw out the stumps do you know what I mean? Because everyone's going to walk out their piece at the end of the end, end of the over. Yep. Oh, it does my and nothing. You... And then when Anderson, when Anderson was uh, got nailed at the end and he fell over, yeah, run him out. You hit him in the head and he's out his crease. Throw the ball and run him out. You're quite right to do that because that is the game. Not ducking a bouncer, last ball of the over. It's pathetic. Honestly, it really annoys me up. That's the pinnacle of the sport. That
2: can't be happening. Yeah, and what annoys me is that just, I people who are just Twitter warriors going, "Yeah, that's fine." But it annoyed me when Owen Morgan and Andrew Strauss are saying, "Oh my god!" I'm like, I'm like, are you playing up to the social media thing here? Because come on, boys, that's wild. If you think that that's good, that's good for the game to be be doing that. But anyway, that's us awesome anyway, lads. But um, come on, Scotland! Come on, Scotland! Come on, boys! Come on,
1: Scotland! Cheers, lads. Go on, Chris. Go on, Chris.
0: Rockets.